strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdown, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. 2021, here we go. Just Corey and I today. Uh, Quizmaster Sean will be joining us in a bit. Just saw Dan and Danny. They actually stopped by on their way to the airport. So back to Charleston. Yeah, back to Charleston. Uh, Yeah, that's, you know, a quick flight from here. I'm sure I'll be going up there to visit them soon. And yeah, Corey, thanks to you, helped trigger uh, my move. I love it, man. Fresh haircut, fresh haircut, Thank new you. move, brand new start hey. for Mikey Rolls. Yeah, no, no mad life and the hair go, you know? Dude, you know what I realized? I think this is our 50th episode. I was trying to count. I know we we skipped a few weeks, but I'm pretty sure this is either 49 or 50. Wow. Yeah, hey. and uh, we finally got a sponsor. Really? There yeah. we go. I mean, being the number one food delivery podcast in the country, Finally got a sponsor from a delivery company. I mean, dude, quite an honor we have with that, huh? Being the top food delivery podcast with all the behemoths in our space. Yeah, I mean, it's about time we actually get recognized. Yeah, absolutely. Any, uh, do anything exciting for New Year's here? I just hung out with uh, my brother. You know, they're they're pregnant. They're actually like due in uh, 20 days, maybe. Wow. What is that like like for Greg? What's going through his head? Yeah, he's pretty much the same person. He's pretty much he's chill. He's putting together a lot of furniture, which is funny. Of course, imagining. Um, but yeah, Craig's a cool customer, though. For our viewers too, I met Corey's brother. That's how we got this rodeo started together. Was Greg was on my floor in the dorms at Indiana University freshman year. First friend I made, first kid I met that was also from New Jersey. So it's crazy how things have gone since then, and now he's having his first child. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, but yeah, same old Greg. Uh, so yeah. it's just funny to see. But uh, that's what's great yeah. about your brother. He's, uh, he's you're the same with that. It's the same level-headed. Whatever happens, it's like, hey, I'm still the same. Yeah, just take it as it goes. Yeah, that's incredible. Your parents must be going nuts. They are. I mean, you know, now it kind of it sucks with everything. You got to like quarantine 14 days before they even can like see the kids. So that means you know they got to start quarantining in like four or five days. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's just so much restrictions now. It's a tough time to have a kid, obviously with all the shit going on because you need everyone's help. And it's like, yeah, I had to go get like a, so a TPAP shot, which I don't even know what that means, but you know, some vaccine to that lasts for 10 years before you can really be around infants. You know, crazy, man. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see this whole vaccine distribution. I'm hoping the optimist in me thinks this is going to be distributed way faster than people think. That's what I'm banking on. I just I think it's the writings on the wall with the urgency factor and how many companies have been rolling these out. I just think you'll start seeing this like people are saying we're not going to be back till normal till summer. Uh, I I mean, honestly, I'll take summer. To be I'll back to normal, I'll take that without a, without a doubt. 
It's funny, Corey, because I remember when this first started, at first it was, oh, this is only a two-week lockdown. I think part of the whole, when you think of the psychology behind things with keeping people sane, if someone was told, like if someone told you when this first started, hey, we're not going to be back, Corey, for over a year, think about that in contrast to just thinking it's right around the corner over and over again. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think about. It really is. So I wonder this whole time if this, because even if you think about it, like the way the, the vaccine was expedited by the Trump administration, whether you love the guy or not, he did do that. And Definitely. that was unbelievable. And sure, part of it, he wanted to be reelected for good reason. But he did make a lot of inroads with speeding up a process with FDA approval with companies that could have taken years. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's the one thing, obviously, Trump is remarkable at his business. And at the end of the day, you know, he conducted that as a business and it worked out as far as getting the vaccines approved and getting them out. Now we just needed the logistics part to work. And we know that game all too well, being in the food delivery business, logistics sound in theory like it's seamless. But as we know, Corey, with operations, when it comes to even food delivery in one market, imagine doing delivery of vaccines across the country. Yeah, I was thinking about this a lot this weekend, just because, you know, it was New Year's, we had a lot of drivers flake on us, which is pretty common in the food delivery space. You know, you'll get people flake, they're independent contractors. Um, You know, it's tough during the holidays, they want to be with their families too, and they have things to do. And I was just started thinking about the vaccine. It's like, imagine actually, obviously, you know, you have employees and, and different, it's different, but you have a delivery at the end of the day and it has to be a certain temperature. There's so much that goes into it before just getting on the shelves to distribute. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, obviously we deal with perishable being food, but when you're thinking about a vaccine and the fragility around that and how delicate that whole situation is, it's going to be remarkable to actually see this at scale when we think about, you know, how many people need to be vaccinated to reach herd immunity. And I think when you think about even that, what what that really boils down to is enough people being vaccinated. That's what herd immunity really boils down to. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. And Corey, I know you brought up some great, uh, the food for thought current events here with Dan, you kind of did a hybrid. I appreciate it. One thing I wanted to bring up that you brought up, luckily that shed some light on Jack Ma is quote unquote laying low. Yeah, yeah, that was sarcastic. That was funny. Well, you know, when I thought to myself, when I first saw the headline the other day of Jack Ma is missing, I was like, there's no chance the Chinese government (laughs) would kill somebody that powerful. He's too powerful. And then I have no doubt there's been billionaires killed in that country. No doubt about it. And I think that's happened in, you know, all over the world throughout history with, you know, people that stand up against regimes. We've seen that. But there's a time and a place where a, an individual is actually too powerful, where that would cause too much harm. Chinese are not stupid. The no, Chinese no. government would not make a move like that. It would actually not make them look that great on the world stage. And I think that's why he's more working with them on, you know, someone else being in charge now. He already was behind the scenes anyway. So this is not, I think, as big of a deal as people thought. 
Yeah, honestly, the whole time I was reading this, I'm just like, this guy's probably just relaxing on vacation, just literally just kicking it. I mean, he's got nothing else to do at this point. He's made all of his money. He's, you know, making a ton of moves. He's just hanging out. That would be it's like- funny you say that. My buddies in our group chat earlier were saying he's in Colombia having the time yeah. of his life right now. Wouldn't you be? Yeah. Like, if you've done what he's done, why not? 100%. I mean, if I did a quarter, an eighth, <laughs> a sixteenth of what he did, <laughs> yeah. I'd be hanging out. And um, then- I know you brought up the British prime minister highlighted the, you know, our good old buddy Boris. Oh man, that guy looks like he just woke up out of bed every single time he gets on TV. It's like, he just literally kind of like the MOOC uh, back in my sophomore year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, you're spot on him and MOOC have very similar. Well, they did have very similar hair, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, by the way, Kanj will not be making it in, back in time. So, Corey, it's just me and you for the next 20 minutes until we have uh, Trox coming on, Crimea River Pod host, which, by the way, before we go into the rest of this pretty interesting podcast, I listened to one of their episodes earlier. They've got quite the unique sports comedy vibe going on. And I'm, I'm very curious to hear what these guys' backgrounds are because I was trying to figure out what, like, what got them going with this because it's clever. I, yeah. I, I like their style. It kind of has like a jerky boy meets barstool sports vibe. I love that. I mean, yeah. two, of my, two of my favorite things. Me too. I want to even fun. ask these guys. I think Trox is a perfect candidate to roll out a new jerky boy CD. Like I heard this guy speak and I'm like, oh man. So I, I'm very curious to also hear how they got the name Crimea River for their- I like podcast. that. Yeah. Love that name. So it's two guys or- I think it is two guys. We have Trox, one of the hosts coming on. So he'll yeah. be joining us in 20 minutes. Um, and where, where are these guys based out of? I, I couldn't tell you, Corey. I had a hard time finding that out. Like it's really, we'll find out. I, I don't know. He mentioned something about having to take the goats out last go around. So maybe <laughs> cool. somewhere on a farm. We'll, we'll see. I'm curious. That's what's cool about this. We've had on guests from all different walks of life. That's what we started this for. When you think about it, community building, we're up against behemoths and food delivery. We figured, okay, this is a great way for us to plant seeds in the markets we're in and beyond. And we've done both. Yeah. And, you know, learning a lot while doing it. It's been fun. And I'm, I'm curious to see, I saw on that Clubhouse app, I got, I invited you to, Corey, there's, there's going to be some good things we can do on there. I was looking, someone was talking about growing and scaling and making your podcast advertising friendly, like some behemoth in that space. I just, I love that platform. For our viewers, there's this app called Clubhouse that has just been taking off the last few months. I, I think, Corey, from our marketing minds too, it's fun seeing something when word of mouth spreads and yeah. referrals and you just see the communities and the, the communities within communities and how people are so eager. What I really want to highlight here, what I'm going on with this rant, I was in Gary V's group last night in his chat. And it's amazing. I think people are always afraid to reach out to very successful people for help. I was talking to you and Jake about this recently. People love feeling valued and providing help. I think that's the biggest misconception with someone trying to work their way up in something. There's this fear of a huge, you know, a person in a space that's a mogul that they're just not going to give you the time of day. It's so far from the truth. These people got there for a reason. Yep. They're accessible. And I, I, it's, it's literally like 
being afraid of going up to that attractive girl I in was, the bar. Yeah, it's, I was just, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going right? to say it's the perfect analogy. It's the girl who's you think is too hot to get, so you don't want to, you know, be uncomfortable and approach her. You think everyone's going after her. But the fact is no one's reaching out to her because she's very beautiful or him, whatever it is. And it's the exact same thing. Yeah. So that's interesting. I think we could, I was really, I know me and you talked one off on text about starting a room like a David versus Goliath chat in there. We can create our own room and then build on it. And I, Corey, I think what's been great with our team, we know about no instant gratification. Like, sure, you can get a food delivery quickly, but when it comes to building anything, it's one day at a time. Even this podcast, we didn't start this trying to be huge with it. We did it as a pillar for our business. What happens with it from there, we'll see but we've stuck with it for over a year now. So yep, it shows yep. the compounding interest of sticking with things and building them. There's nothing that will happen overnight for anybody that's watching and listening to this ever. If you want to yeah. be successful on it, even a workout, you're not in good shape. You want to get in good shape. Doing 10 pushups one day is not, you're not going to wake up being Arnold Schwarzenegger from his prime. Exactly. That's like people starting out on social media with their business and saying, oh, it doesn't work. It's like, well, you've done it for a month. You got to stick to something for Social media is something you got to do for your business every day. You got to stick yeah. to it for a year. You're not going to exactly. see results overnight or even in a year or in a month, I should say. But So that's cool to say. I think we've been, you know, we've had to practice what we preach with that off of just our business. It's very binary game we're in where it's like, you're not going to get an order off of just marketing once. As much as I thought that was the case when we first started this business. Oh, 500 postcards, 500 orders. Yeah, right. That's exactly. just not how the game works. Yep. But if you are willing to spend the time and actually community build, I think we could both agree that is where the world's heading, where everyone's personal brand is so powerful that if you spend the time properly handholding and, and having correct relationship building, that it's like planting a forest. Eventually, it'll germinate, the trees will build, and you'll be chilling. Yeah, it's funny you say that about the influencer thing. When I was doing Sky Culture, when I was working with a, a clothing company, uh, for anyone listening back in the day and that we had no marketing dollars, I would just DM celebrities and some of them would send me their address and I would ship them t-shirts. And, you know, we got Snoop Dogg wearing it, Amon Shumpert, a lot of celebrities. And it was simply me just asking them. And if I didn't direct message them, I never would have done that. And everyone's like, oh, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? Like, I just asked. You know, Corey, you've always been great at that. It never hurts to ask, you know, like even things Definitely. we're trying to work on behind closed doors here, we won't go into on this show, but with potential partnerships, like the way you did that outreach initially. It's like, what's yeah. the worst that happens? We are where we are now, you know? They're just regular people at the end of the day. If they see something that is intriguing to them, they'll respond back to you. For sure. It's a great point. And that, that shows that power of conviction and can't hurt to ask. Uh, other stuff we have going on here. That, that is interesting and with Flash, Corey, that they calling it quits. Because I know what you mean back in the 90s when we were oh, growing man. up. Kids, that was everything. Everything. Any, anything you ever needed to play, even videos to watch, as up until uh, the last few years with Adobe Flash, it was like you need to have this installed. Obviously, with streaming, that completely got shut down, but that was a powerhouse for a very, very long time and just very nostalgic to. So, you know, so what happened? Were they unable to figure out a way? I guess there was no real pivot there. Yeah, their pivot was to Facebook where they did uh, Zynga, which is another company oh. that was powered by Flash. And they would have Facebook games, I guess, um, just with Twitch and all these streaming services. They just absolutely no need for them. Yeah, that's so a tough one. That's totally to the curb. 
it's in the just goes to show though there could be the most powerful company in the world. We saw that happen with Kodak. Blockbuster Kodak. Yeah. So I, I think that like, you know, those picture phones back in the day, they I mean not picture phones, I'm sorry, the cameras that were just cameras, disposable. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. It's funny because they're making a huge resurgence nowadays. Yeah, I know that. It just shows everything is a cycle. It's like everything people want cycle. things until they're not there, and then they want them again. Like Dunkaroos. Exactly. You know, I can go for some of those right now. Dude, I love Dunkaroos. The best. Chocolate or vanilla guy? You know, I I um, I like both of them, Corey. Like I actually prefer the lighter crackers with the the chocolate frosting. You know, I, I, I could go with either frosting with the lighter crackers, the darker crackers that just don't work. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with you. Right? Um, yeah, 100%. It's funny. I think we had a similar conversation on the podcast, and Dan actually said that he left all the frosting until the last cookie. <laughs> well, I, I didn't he, know that one. <laughs> I usually get the opposite. I would have a, a cookie left with no frosting. Yeah, I would, I would try to conserve yeah, I, I always when I tried evening it out with the frosting. I don't get the one dip, the whole dip on one cookie. But hey, that's the beauty of uh, everyone's habits. We're all different. Yeah, exactly. And we got the car renting app Turo is driving towards an IPO. I mean, I think I don't think that's surprising at all. I think no. that model from day one has been very clever. We talk about the growth hacking off existing platforms. That's how everything's built. When you think about how Airbnb was built utilizing Craigslist to post things and yep. back for themselves. I mean, that this is, Turo is great. When you think about, oh, utilizing people's garages where yep. unpacked real estate, the cars are there anyway. And in hindsight, it's like, how did we not think of that? That's always the case with those types of companies. I know. So I used this in, in Florida when I was there because uh, I, I was trying to use it in, my, in New York a bunch, but like all the pickups were in Jersey City. It's not as big here. But in Florida, a lot of the pickups are in Fort Lauderdale. So you know, we were in Miami. We actually had a pickup in Fort Lauderdale, but it wasn't crazy far. But we got like a sick convertible Mustang for $120 for, you know, more than a day. And it was awesome. It's so much better than renting a car. There's wow. so many more options. You could obviously get cheaper cars. Um, That's incredible. For, yeah. And we ended up dropping it off and it was at like a hotel and the hotel was just hosting like 10 of these cars. They had, you know, a bunch of different cars and they were just utilizing their parking lot for people for pickup points. See, I, I like, like that a lot. I, you know, Corey, I know me and you have always been big proponents of that. When you think about being resourceful, it's like, okay, well, someone has this not being used. How can someone else take advantage of that? And exactly. That. That's great. Yeah. Same um, concept as, as hotel gyms and all these apartment gyms that aren't being used. Like, I just see that as untapped real estate. So you know, anyone should be able to rent Even that apartment I, you know, tour today that I'm going to live in, it's, in my head, see, I'm like torn on that because part of me is like, wow, they have all this untapped real estate. The other end of that, though, as a resident, I feel like they have to figure out a way with what you're talking about to make it worth the residence while where it's like, hey, we're utilizing a space that you're paying monthly for as part of your rent to open up the floodgate. Maybe it's something where you get kickback. Maybe you can like bar yeah, or like residents can barter or something. I like that. Like, oh. hey, I'm, I'm not using the gym right now. Do you want to use my spot? You can come in. Yeah, and, I wonder. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that's something everyone would be on board with. Like, when you look at someone that's like, "Oh, do I want a stranger coming into this building that doesn't live here to work out?" And yeah, I know that, that happens anyway with these fitness instructors, and they bring in clients and they rent out space from these apartment gyms anyway. That happened with the guy that I that lived in Denver, Spear Fitness. 
with yeah. that high block wash park place. So oh, yeah. And, and I, I kind of was like torn on that because there were days where I'd be like, yo, I someone's using this equipment that doesn't live here and I want to use this and I'm paying to use this gym. So that yeah. that did rub me the wrong way a little. I think for a resident, maybe maybe there's more for like geared to hotels because you know, hotels, people don't really know who's not a guest and who is. I think residents, you know, apartment buildings are more it's more tight knit. You kind of like in ballpark lofts, we went to the gym every day. We knew who was like going to the gym at what time. I could tell you exactly what time someone was coming in. Like it was always the same case. People have habits. Well, yeah. maybe it's, I don't know. There's just, there's extra space. It's got to be utilized. I have any time. And we'll, we're going to see that a lot post pandemic here with, as we've noticed and highlighted in this show before the office space vacancies, when we think about next level, how that is right now, It'll be very interesting to see how you all even see companies teaming up to make use of these spaces for I other agree. purposes, you know? Yeah, so, experience centers. Yeah, for sure. So that'll be cool to see. I think we're heading for a whole new era with augmented reality and a lot of, you know, where that's heading, those spaces will be utilized for that. Yeah, and actually, I saw this really interesting thing. This actually reminds me just right before the pandemic started. It was a truck and it was they it was a clear like the back of the truck was cleared and it was gutted out you could see through it and they set up a TikTok station like this was a huge truck and basically they would park at birthday parties people would rent it out and you could go and take TikTok pictures so that got me thinking like that's probably the new birthday party at a mall it's going to be just a TikTok Instagram social media theme where you know you go in a it's just that's all it is, is to make TikToks and to take Instagram pictures. And it's just a room and experience room. I, I think that you're spot on with that. And I think we're heading to a, an era with product placement and predicting things that'll be showing up on shows for gambling too, where you'll be able to be sitting down with your grandma watching a show and have an immersive experience where it's like, exactly. oh, what's coming up next? Just like you could have props and Super Bowls. You're going to start seeing that in reality TV. Yeah. And once sports gambling is legal, It'll be like, uh, I forget that show on Netflix, but where you were able to kind of navigate the show based off if you said yes or no, or you, you were able to pick the choices. Like those the shows. Adventure Bucks back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I could see that being part of TV, like we were talking about last time, shoppable TV, but then it'll be sports gambling. It'll be like, do you want to place a live bet that the next shot is made and just click yes or no? Your bank yeah. account's already set up. Or it's a voice prompt where you'll be able to, I think we're, we know that's going to be a big thing too. Is oh, the, yeah for everything. So Absolutely. I think you'll be able to see, and we're seeing it with birthday cards with celebrities utilizing their brand to wish people greetings and stuff, being paid to do that. I think you're going to be seeing that on a next level with slogans and marketing for even startups, trying to figure out a way to get an exclusive voice of like a Michael Buffer or, you know, the announcer of the, all those boxing matches, stuff like Bruce Buffer. Yeah, it's it's funny. That that's actually a really good idea for you know a company like ours to get a celebrity to say something about our business for really inexpensive because the cameo app is really cheap. Yeah, and they, they'll say whatever you put in there, so you just be like, "Lodell is the best food delivery service," and you it's get something you think about for sure. <laughs> yeah, I and like we're that. legally allowed to use it. Get I an eagle. You gotta go to Moe's. <laughs> like, I'll never forget. I went to his broadcasting camp. I'd have him tell me that like 20 times a day. It never got old. <laughs> oh man. Growing up in Jersey, hear that at least at least 15 to 20 times a day. Still around Models. Yeah. Actually, the one next to me just closed, but they're oh. they're still around. They used to do those promotions at all the Giants games, the back of the tickets you could take in yep. for 15% off. 
Exactly. Giants and Yankees. And then, Corey, we got uh, the fast food McDonald's announces its launch of new chicken sandwiches to compete in the chicken wars. Watch out, Chick-fil-A and Popeye's. Anytime you have McDonald's doing anything, I'd watch out because they know how to do things great. And saying that, like we always talk about everything does something great. I, I don't think Popeye's has much to worry about, nor Chick-fil-A when it comes to people aren't going to stop you eating Chick-fil-A and Popeye's just because McDonald's has a chicken sandwich. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Yeah. This, this kind of reminds me of the situation we talked about with like shopping on Amazon. It's like, yeah. I don't care. I'm not buying clothes on Amazon. Amazon has everything. But the one thing I'm not buying is clothes because I just don't think of them for clothes. But McDonald's, I think for them for burgers, they're not, you know, I just burgers, think of them as yeah, I'm getting chicken, Popeyes, and Chick Fil A's world. Exactly. I'm going to the chicken locations. I'm I not think McDonald's is better off focusing, working more closely with Beyond Meat, and and really mastering that world and not being cocky about it because that to me is their bread and butter next level win. Because yeah. I think even Corey, we were on this road trip driving down to Florida. Me and Jeff, I was telling him how, and me and you have talked about this: the lack of healthy drive-through options. When you think about what McDonald's can do with their own Mick vegan, Mick whatever, with the yeah. brand itself in the front, with how powerful that is, I would not be doing this chicken dance right now. I'd I know, like other stuff. Why are you rolling out Mick ribs again? Like, just stick to get. If you can just get someone like me and you actually going to McDonald's and ordering something, you, that's that's half the battle. I mean, that's customers that would never come to McDonald's that are now going. Chipotle with cauliflower rice test. It's interesting. No doubt about it. I think when you think about burritos, I, I still don't understand why they don't have other tortilla options, but I, I don't eat that burrito. I got Jeff picked us up on the road the other day. Check uh, Chipotle. I had him get me a burrito bowl. I wanted a burrito, but only if they had a spinach or wheat tortilla, they didn't have yeah. it. That's why it's. Yeah. Illegal pizza is the best man. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's the thing. I, I don't really, I think some of these companies get too cute with how many resources they have and they should just really stay focused on what they do best in the future and not try to get cute with all these pivots that make no sense for their actual story. Yeah. It's like cauliflower rice. That's great. Someone can, but the thing is like someone could still get a bowl and it's healthy. Like they're getting a bowl. You don't have to get rice. That cauliflower rice, obviously a good addition, but I, yeah, I agree. Whole wheat burrito or you know, an alternative for someone who still wants a wrap, but is trying to cut carbs. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. And then before we have trucks on here, obviously we've got this Trump phone call. Are you referring to the whole Georgia race? Yeah. The, you know, whatever. there's always something with this whole thing. Yeah. This was pretty, you know, irrelevant, but it's been all over the news. Any channel you, you flip on is uh, Trump asking, you know, the Georgia, uh, uh, governor to find 11,000 votes. And, you know, it's, it's just everything's out of context. Um, really wasn't much, but it's been all over the news. Every single channel is yeah. uh, Trump's phone call, Trump's phone call. We got the Georgia Senate race. Literally the, I think the polls are, we're going to start hearing about tomorrow. Night. We'll know by the morning where that stands. That's big for the country. I mean, when you think about the Senate, whether it stays Republican or goes Democrat, that, that could be, major, major deal either way. Like when you think about it, if that goes Democrat, you're going to see a lot of things shifting. Big time. Big but time. then part of me thinks maybe not. Like it's almost like we assume all these things off of history. That's true. Who knows? Yeah. Like Dan brought up a good point. He's like, dude, 
So, all right, the Democrats win. They'll, are they going to really get rid of long-term capital gains on stocks? And if they do, are, won't that be compensated for with the larger stimulus and just other resources with the infrastructure bill? So when you think about it in the That's scheme, true. yeah, it might lead to assets going up way more. Off I mean, of, you know, that's all it is. It's just shifting things around. Yeah, it's it's literally almost the same thing any way you spin it. But I, you know, and from a bias per perspective, I I hate the thought of paying more taxes. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want ordinary. And I know all of us could agree on that. It's like uh, I don't want our paychecks being less. Where and we don't even yeah. we don't even know where most of this money goes to this day. Seriously, imagine being taxed as the first citizen in the U.S. back in the day, where it never existed, and then it did. I get we were we had to build our country into what it was, and that was part of it. But that must have been crazy. When that <laughs> yeah, was announced. Uh, man, I would love to interview that guy. <laughs> oh, he's still around. I want to know what he's on to have that longevity, Corey. So, sir, so you're uh, the first person to be taxed in U.S. history. Yeah. Come on. And, you know, I'm, I, it's crazy. Khan, he had a, some sort of uh, per physical therapy appointment. This kid has so many PT appointments for being a non-former athlete. I've never seen anything. <laughs> Remember the sprained knee in the, in the shower, Corey? Oh, man. That was one of the funnier moments of my life when he was explaining that to your mom. And your mom's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Hysterical. I, I'll never forget that. Because I was just like, I don't get how this happened. Like, literally. <laughs> So funny. I guess that's when Conj is active in the shower. Yeah. Hey, maybe he does his full sprints in there. Doing his stretch, trying to keep his balance. Yeah. But we'll get, you know, he'll be back next week with Dan. I'll be in a new place. Thanks to you, Corey. That uh, I am very excited for that move. And hopefully we have trucks coming on. I mean, he didn't respond, but he did accept the invite. So I know we had to reschedule with him last month. Uh, he's supposed to come on with us here in a minute. So. Sweet. We'll see if he's joining us. I'm, I'm very curious to see where he's located, what he's doing. And yeah, seems like a very unique character. So it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm excited to uh... cry me a river pod. There's so much they can do with that brand too. That's where I, I saw it. I'm like, man, that's impressive. I want to know that how they got that name because th there's no way that was, maybe it was that easy. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe people just, I mean, with a podcast, I wonder what goes around naming it because I don't know. I, I know it's a famous, obviously famous Justin Timberlake song, obviously, you know, famous. It's got to be hard to get. I wonder if you just do it. Yeah. And that shows too, the whole, it can't hurt to ask. Maybe they were just like, oh, this is our name. What's it going to take? Like we saw that when we had to get the Lodell name. I know that's not like Crimea River. What's Lodell to the people that have never known us. But either way, we're in a world now where like every name is taken. Yeah, especially for a business, definitely, you know, obviously different than a, a podcast, but when you're branding a business, it, you know, you need something that you can actually use. That for was sure. extremely tough when we were trying to figure out a name. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, man, that's for sure. That was, I know we were agonizing about that too with our food delivery brand, the national name where it's like, what are we calling this? And I remember Anthony was like, dude, we, you know, at the end of the day, I remember he brought up Lodell at first and we all at first were like, what? But then slept on it and it kept growing on us. And then finally it was like, we're putting way too much thought into this actual name. And I think we've all realized like a name does mean something, but what means the most is the, the, the way you are every day, the service. So yeah, let's uh, see if we got trucks coming on air here.
Mm. What else is brewing, Corey? Not much. Um, got Garrison calling me. Yeah, same old man. It's just nothing. Nothing going on. It's quiet weeks with uh, in New York. It's boring. Is it, what is the, what's it been like with the whole lockdown in New York since I left, Corey? Like, what's going on there right now? Um, right now, I mean, everything's outdoor dining is the only thing open. No indoor dining. Um, it was, they went shifted to 25% capacity indoors in September. And then Cuomo took that away in December when it started spiking again. Um, other than that, it's pretty much the same. I mean, everything's only outdoors. So it's yeah. like, obviously no one, it's empty. Like I was walking down the street earlier and it's just like, it's not New York city. Cause you don't hear all the noise. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, man. I, it's so crazy thinking even this last year, like I was so amped to move to New York, got there a week before this all happened. And then <laughs> now I'm in Florida where it's just like the pandemic just come. And I'm obviously one of millions of people you've been in that mode where it's like such a, well, the world's different now. So what are we doing here? And I, when do you see New York getting back to New York, Corey? I think it definitely will, but it'll probably be at least another year maybe more, I think until people actually feel comfortable because New York is just such, everything's in such close doors, everything's so close together and it's impossible to, you know, separate yourself that much. So until people feel, you know, completely comfortable going back into a packed bar or a restaurant, because the restaurants are so small, even some of the nicest restaurants are going out of business because, you know, they can only fit 12 to 15 people and 25% indoors wasn't cutting it. And then they, remove that and it's just like everything's dying so not only does people have to get comfortable going out and about again they have you know new businesses have to open here and want to come here and i yeah. think you know foreign investors are definitely buying up all the cheap real estate right now that you can get in manhattan i mean i'm looking at like some of the apartments i see right now are like 1600 dollars for one bedroom um like a beautiful one bedroom with a a, a doorman and an elevator building and in New York, that's unheard of. I mean, I pay 2200 for a studio. I know, Corey, we were laughing about that earlier. Like I just got an apartment that's literally furnished and all in under 2100 a month. And this place is paradise. And I, you were like, dude, that's in New York. Like you're living in a closet. Yeah, like, a closet. An apartment for that price there. Yeah, no amenities, nothing. It's like a piece of, piece of crap. So they're going to have to, at some point, you know, they're going to have to take into account all these things. It's like, what are you getting living in New York during this era right now? Yeah, and I think that's exa exactly, that's exactly what people realized. And that's why everyone fled to Florida. I mean, I feel like New York is in Florida right now. And yeah, I mean, dude, that building you're in is, is incredible. They have every amenity. The pool's insane. They got a movie theater, a huge sure, lounge. And me there. So now you've got more of an excuse to get down. Oh, 100%. So is this a cousin? Is this your mom's sibling's kid? What's the... Yeah, my mom's first cousin. It's her kid. And she she uh, she passed Wait, away in February. So not my, not my mom's sister, my mom's first cousin. So th this girl is your mom's first cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what the... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Is her mom or dad your mom or dad's brother or sister? No, no, it's not my uncle or aunt. It's my cousin. Interesting. It, it's like, so my mom and her sister are best friends, like best friends with their two cousins. 
And it's her kid. My uncle Eugene, like my dad's best friend, where it's like a not a real cousin. It's, it's your no, it is. It's like your uncle Al's son. Oh, sorry, no. I guess who's like who's your mom's first cousin or your dad's first cousin? Uh Deb. Deb Delgado, my second okay. cousin. So, so she's your second yeah. So I guess it's my second cousin, my mom's first cousin. But we're like so I always have a, a mind fart with these cousins and in-laws. Like it's so confusing sometimes. Yeah. Well, my my fam, my parents are, or my sister, sorry, my mom is so close with her cousins that it was like, they're like our, you know, family. Oh, nice. They, well, they that, are family, but you know. It'll be good having, uh, you know, I actually, Dan also introduced me earlier to Danny, you know, is in town with them. Her really good friend and her boyfriend, we just met out for, uh, you know, some chips and dip and stuff and great, great couple. So they, nice. they work right by where I live now and where I will be living. It's weird feeling like Fort Lauderdale. Talk about it. Talk about night and day. Everything is open down there. Yeah, it really, and dude, it's just being in warm weather in January. Like I, it's not going to take, I've already gotten used to it. Oh man. I was waking up at like 5am every day, just going on a run on the beach. It yeah. was amazing. I was I'm loving it. You and I are big with those 24 hour gyms, like having that outlet where it's there. I've been so frustrated, dude, the last year, not having a gym where I live. I, I couldn't agree I, more. Obviously we're disciplined, both of us with workouts, but there's only, it's so much different when you have that, the equipment, the free weights, the machines, like I can only do so many push-ups, sit-ups, runs, and steps. That's oh, what so over, man. the last year. Yeah. That's all I have. I mean, I have not been in a physical gym. Well, when I was in Florida, I went, but I have not been to a gym since end of February, since this started March, I guess. But yeah, man, I'm so over going for a run and just doing push-ups. Can't yeah, take it anymore. Uh, you know, man, that's all we, I know we, when we lived together in ballpark, that was one of the perks of that place. Just having that downstairs, like up, just relieve some stress. And it's naturally like, we're both kids that love getting a sweat in. It makes us feel great. But even if somebody for our viewers, if you're trying to get the new year going with great habits, put yourself around fitness. Like if it's right in front of you, you're more likely to do it. You know, if you're walking, you have an apartment with a building and you're paying part of your rent towards amenities like that, it, it just gives you that extra push. And that goes a long way with building habits. We always talk about compounding interest. That's a big thing. Workouts are a prime example of that. Getting yep. in that day-to-day -day routine. Yep. That was uh, one of my favorite things about moving to Denver when we got into that building. When we moved from that apartment in the back to the apartment, to our new apartment at the time, it was like right next to the gym. It was perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where Trox is, man. He hasn't even responded. So I, I don't know. Give this a couple more minutes to see if he pops on. I mean, he already did reschedule and went, and it was for today. You know, we switched it from our normal Monday for him. And I know we had a bit of a hiccup last month, but hey, some things are not meant maybe to happen. He, maybe he's just trying to teach us a lesson here live on air. Well, <laughs> lesson not learned on our end. <laughs> I can tell you that. This is a, a different lesson. It's, you know, at the end of the day, I always like having we've had so many different guests on here and it's, it's not always going to work out though. Like it has up to this point, but once in a while this will happen and maybe I hope everything's all right with him. He seemed like a guy that was pretty on point. So hopefully all is well on his end, but would have been nice hearing from him. The goats could have been acting up. You never know. Never know. And that's the, I always give people a benefit of the doubt. I know it's a crazy year and, uh, 
I, you never know these days. So Wait, where, do you, uh, where do you stand on oat milk? You know, Corey, I, I'm very torn on oat milk. I think I went through a stretch <laughs> where I was really getting into it. And then I, I just hit a wall with it and switched over to almond milk. I like the no sugar milk. You know, I think I've gone over this with you. When it comes to cereal, like I will never drink milk just out of a glass ever. Yeah, never. Unless it's chocolate milk from like a farmer's market. There was this place in Bloomington, I'll never forget, when your parents saw me in the elevator, when my parents woke me up. They brought <laughs> me to this farmer's market that had the best chocolate milk because it was in a glass cart. Yes, it was the one behind Smallwood, right? Yeah. That so that I'm all about. But dude, you'll never see me naturally have milk on its own. It has to be... I've realized this myself too, Corey. I love cereal if it's healthy, but yep. I only need milk for the drenched part of it. Yeah. I don't need it to be like sugar milk, like 2% milk or whole milk. Back in the day, I would just drink this disgusting milk. And my mom didn't know any better. The milkman would show up with sugar filled milk and orange juice. We were off the walls before school. I wonder why we were loading ourselves with sugar. I realized though, as I've gotten older, I just need, it's like dipping the cookie in the milk. I just need the cereal to be drenched, like life cereal, for example. You know, well, life cereal is the best because that just, that is the best cereal because it just gets, right? it gets drenched with the smallest amount of milk. It yeah. seeps it up, man. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm the same way. Yeah, man. So that's, uh, I, I've gotten to, I'm into the unsweetened almond milk because I only, do it for you know i i like the keto cereal i think you introduced me to that Corey. the yeah. non-sugar stuff like cinnamon toast crunch catalina crunch oh, that's man, so good it's insane how you can actually treat yourself to great food these days like when we were kids growing up you could attest to this in jersey the education was lacking my mom started a snack attack thing with our school which was dope just to educate kids and their families on eating healthier but so we were in a different era even with that there wasn't an easier way to eat healthy foods that tasted good. And even here, Corey, in Fort Lauderdale, there's this great place. We'll go to it together when you're down here. One of these like pre-made, you know, you buy it. We, we've seen them before. We've been in them together, like eat clean, bro type of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, yeah. Man, I know. Well, I used one of those when I was down it's there. Fresh, I don't know, what What's it called? It's Fresh. Oh, maybe it sounds familiar. Who knows? I spent 88 bucks on a smorgasbord. Like we're talking like we're, you know, three to 400 calorie meals, but it's delicious. Like mini peanut butter energy balls, pesto pizza, sweet potato pancakes, like turkey wraps. And I, I, I fed myself for two full days. And for me, when I'm spending, if I'm able to spend $50 or under on a day in food, that's oh, yeah. Corey. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, and that's, that's what I spend. I've gone out of my way to, that's the only thing I really spend money on is food more okay. than anything. Always, you know me with that. I've always been like that. Yeah. And I know we both order delivery a bunch, obviously, you know, yeah. even if you're by yourself, you're not spending under 30 bucks. It's impossible. I've really, I've tried making a real concerted effort. I was telling Jeff and I'm going to try to help, you know, he's a beast of a chef. I'm really trying to get in the mode here of not doing delivery. I know we're in the delivery business, but I've ordered food delivery probably more than anyone in the country. And I'm, 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 I know that's a bold statement. I would put myself, Corey, up there top hundred individuals in the USA since 2005. Wouldn't you say I'm, I could be up there? I absolutely believe it. I believe my brother, you, and I, I'm definitely up there as well. You're up there I mean, so I'm, don't get me wrong. I'll never stop ordering food delivery, especially while we're yeah. in this industry. 
But I'm going to cut it back to the point where I don't need to be ordering two to three times a day delivery. It's not healthy. No, not at all. You never know what people are putting in the food, even if it's healthy. It's probably not. I do. I will tell you though, Starbucks, I hate their coffee. I love those egg white bites. I know I brought it up oh, before. Man. Egg white bites are phenomenal. Boxes, you know, these crackers, the fruits, the vegetables. I love those until I started making them and realized it's the easiest thing in the world to make. It's like you just get a muffin tin and you get the liquid egg whites and you put some turkey bacon in there, whatever you want, and you just fill it up with the egg whites and you bake it for 20 minutes and they come out exactly like that. It's un unreal. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's up here, Corey. I'm uh, telling trucks. I guess we're wrapping it up. Is there anything else you wanted to go over? That's all I got. I'm just uh, trying to kill time until it came on. Yeah. We can always uh, interview him another day and add it to a different podcast. Or can uh, cut the first the first thirty minutes of this was good. We can just utilize that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just say, uh, sorry, we missed you on there, and hope everything's all right on your end. We can always get you on another time. Yeah. No biggie. But yeah, I'm actually so I'm doing a FaceTime call with um, this woman Sarah. Who, I'm doing a FaceTime call with this girl Sarah who we're going to interview in February in Sarah's kitchen on Instagram. And uh, just, she wants to just say hello before she hops on the podcast. But I'm excited for that. She's definitely a big influencer. That's great. Corey, you've been great with the outreach on that. And, um, you know, I, I want to definitely start tapping into some more big guests for us. I know. I, once we are able to do like some video, like actual video content, it would be really cool to like, if she, you know, is into it, have her do a little cooking segment that's like two minutes long. Because you always so, see cooking well, cooking segments on TV. Her doing a cooking segment while we're ordering a delivery and showing the difference between just, oh, cooking your own food versus ordering in. It'd be like yeah. a fun spoof. Yeah, there's like this on YouTube, that, that whole mukbang trend is so big with people just eating and talking. I realize all a mukbang is, is just a podcast while eating. And I think that's such an interesting concept for us. And then the other thing I was thinking with her, it's like, you know, all these TV segments, they always do, you know, cooking with these famous chefs and they'll have a chef on for, you know, five minutes and everything's obviously pre-made. But I think it would be really funny spoof if they did it on a podcast for like 30 seconds in a 30-minute like podcast. It's like, you know, really quick. Maybe we could also get Sarah going with uh, on-demand delivery with her food where we turn her into, you know, we've talked about that for years. Who has the best chicken parm on the block? Like there's so much to be done with empowering local beasts in the kitchen. Exactly. I know I, that whole coffee concept we were talking about that came to me, my sister, like she got a, uh, I guess my, my parents bought her like a really expensive coffee maker and that for for the holidays and then her husband's parents bought her a really expensive coffee maker she's like i don't know what to do i got all these coffee makers i was like maybe you should just start your own coffee business and deliver to your neighbors just wow, every rare. every oh, every yeah every morning she, there's like 100 houses by you just knock on the door and drop off their coffee cup you know what we could do corey call it ray rays where it's like a ray of sunshine and it's like rachel just shows up on top of it boom i love it ray rays coffee I like that. And she has two kids now that could be helper bees. Yeah, exactly. Kids you know? delivering. Start them young, man. Your nephew would get a kick out of that. <laughs> he would. All right. <laughs> That's something. We should have yeah. him on there one of these days. Oh, man. He's got his own YouTube channel. He is hilarious. I watched, some of his, 
Yeah, he like he's eight, and he said it's so funny, man. Did he start that himself, or did your mom and her husband get going with that? Or I guess yeah, no, no, he's uh he started it himself. He's like you know he has a phone and he's got everything. I got him a vlogging thing for for the holidays. And yeah, these kids know everything by the time they're five these days. It's so crazy. I mean, when you think about us, I think it's it's a blessing and a curse because for us, the first half of our lives, we didn't. It was like manhunt, capture the flag, no technology. We were yeah. able to connect in person with people, which I think is so important more than ever now too. Yeah. On the other end of that, we didn't get introduced till tech till late teenage years, but we've we got were perfect. Yeah, I think our generation has that perfect balance, and everyone after this is just. Yeah, my, my nephew will not he like quarantine he loves it he just on his ipad all day watching playing games it. they love I, it yeah, and a all the disturbing trend on something came out saying kids these days would prefer to hang out virtually with their friends i like, believe it it's crazy it's like dude what about having sleepovers that was the best time ever I know. I used to do so many chores just to have sleepovers as a kid. I, looking back, my dad would get such a kick out of it because it's like, oh, let's just send this kid to do all this yard work. Genius. We'll have Matt sleep over <laughs> Some random kid just sleeping in the room next to me or in a sleep. Yeah, like your dad I, actually cared. What was the whole, I remember my dad would always get me so worked up. He's like, Mike, you're going to sleep. Who cares? And you know, <laughs> whole thing as a kid, you know, you get the tent, you go out and camp out in your backyard. Oh, man. Imaginations run rampant back then. Building tents in my basement, one of the best things. Oh, man. Oh, Dude, man. we used so to have so much fun with that. Yeah, I mean, you look forward to, you know, staying up late. It's like one o'clock, going to get snacks, trying to sneak in the kitchen, not wake the person's parents up. <laughs> yeah. It's good times. Yeah, you know, that, that was always uh, a trait in those big sleepover parties, video game marathons. One kid would never go to bed. You'd wake up. His eyes would just be like every, <laughs> every group of friends had that. My buddy, Greg Chory, loved the kid to death. Just one of those, no matter when, that's why he's so successful to this day. He focuses on something and it's like, and we're all like that with certain things. You have yeah. to be successful, but he would like video games, man, in a way where we would be all going to bed and he would just stay playing up GoldenEye for all night. My mom would like come out downstairs. There's Greg in our den. <laughs> it's funny. Huh? That's like the, the one thing I hated about sleepovers because I was never a big video game guy. I actually, I always hated you, it. You and me both. Never. I would be like just watching my friends play. They'd be like, dude, you want to play? I would be like, guys, let's go outside or something. What is this? Yeah. I was just like, can we just go play basketball or something? I did. <laughs> one game I really loved Madden and NHL. Those were yeah. the games I loved. Any sports game I could, um, I was cool with. But, but other I would, than that, I would rather play roller hockey outside. Like I would, we would do yeah. that till literally. There were times we were out till like at, all night. Like Connell's, and we had a cul-de-sac where I lived too. You remember? You were at my yeah. house in Jersey. We used yep. to be down at the cul-de-sac, bring down a boombox, snacks, be down there all night because there was lights. And what about? He's built his parents built an outdoor rink for us. That that was the stupidity with some of the people in my town. Like, you know, oh, let's just do this for these kids that are ever going anywhere with this sport. Yeah, at the end of the day, people that think their kids the next like Wayne Gretzky. Oh, hundred percent. My my town, where it's like, dude, this kid's not even playing high school hockey. Let alone, (laughs) I can name like. 10 kids with their parents with that exact mindset just comes and my to mind. dad was the opposite. He was the realist where he would just take that spark out of me. He's like, Mike, you're not good at this shit enough. <laughs> See I, that? I, I mean, get better. Like I want coaching. He's like, 
for what? You're not going to be playing hockey after high school. I'll never yeah. forget that. And it was a valid point. But, you know, when you're a kid, you're in this mode of just wanting to dominate and compete. So, yep. but I, and from a parent's point of view, that, that gets kind of ridiculous. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, honestly, the, I lived in a cul-de-sac too, which is, it's random. And, you know, I, my favorite thing we would do is play tennis baseball. And it was like with all my neighbors and it was just, you know, baseball, but with a tennis racket and a tennis ball, kind of like cricket, but it, it was the best game. Good times. Yeah, good times. Khan just asked if we want him to still come on. Should we just have to go next week? Yeah. We'll save that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Corey, I think that's it, man. I think we're a uh, great start to the year here. We got big things brewing with Lodell and some other things in our ecosystem, which we'll unveil to everybody when the time is right. Yeah, man, and I'm pumped for this year. Me too. It's going to be a magical year for us in numerous fashions. And, hey, new atmosphere for me. And hopefully, selfishly, we'll have you down here soon. And, yes, and thank you to uh, our sponsor. Odell. Sean likes to say Lodell.com, even though he should get rid of the .com. And we're, we're food meets bellies. That is hysterical. Good night. <laughs> Crush some food, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good night, man. You too. Bootstrapped in the trenches, yeah. making moves, going all out. Every day, handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady, keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get Lodell, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go. with this whole vaccine talk naturally happening right after the election. Do you see that leading to you being back on the road with travel? Yeah, so I don't know when that will happen exactly. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, maybe Q1, Q2. Um, I can say that I don't think my traveling will slow down personally because, you know, my customers where I go and do a lot of my business development are, are at like bankruptcy conferences, turnaround conferences, finance conferences, and all those folks really like those conferences. It's just great face-to-face -face interaction. And, you know, in that like kind of finance distress world, people are so busy, right? It's, it's near impossible to call someone or email someone and say, hey, want to jump on a 30-minute Zoom call? Or, you know, even those guys don't necessarily want you coming to their offices that much. They would prefer to to me in one central location with a bunch of other, you know, colleagues and then go play golf, go to dinner, have drinks, you know, whatever it might be or meet for coffee in the morning. Um, so I, I still see my industry trending that way because of the you know, type of nature. Of it. Yeah, exactly. I think that we can all attest to that, that it's same with our business, the face to face and, you know, Corey's so dominant with restaurant relationships for us. It's always the case, Matt, where people want to shake hands, even when a customer has a problem. They mm -hmm. want to hear from you directly with that personal touch. So yeah. that's huge. No doubt. And Matt, before we get you off here, I, I naturally being a food show in a <laughs> way, what, what's your last meal on earth? <laughs> you're, a, you're, a, you're a good foodie. We've had some good meals. Last meal on earth. 
Um, wow, that's a tough one. I know. Um, okay, so most recently, I'm going to give you my last day of meals on Earth. How's that? I love yeah, that. I like that's that. Too. That's like, I don't want to discriminate. Here. Now we're talking, Matt. Yeah. That's a great call, honestly. First time yeah. anyone's done this, and that's a great move. Well, Matt's a yeah. smart guy. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. I like that. Um, so, uh, there's, uh, I just recently had my favorite breakfast burrito ever. Um, and it's at El Vez in New York city. I've been um, there. So, so I'd go with the breakfast, breakfast burrito from El Vez. Um, it's chorizo, got some green chilies on it. Cheese, just, just phenomenal. Um, and I'd have to have uh, a cold brew from uh, blue spoon, uh, right down the street in New York city from there. Probably my favorite cold brew. Uh, moving on to lunch, lunch, <laughs> this is a tough one. You know, as this is trending in the Mexican food, uh, I love spicy stuff. I, I'm a huge Chipotle fanatic. Um, so it would have to be a burrito bowl, side tortilla with chips for dipping. Um, and, uh, that, that's where I'd go with lunch. I've probably eaten Chipotle more than anyone, you know, <laughs> wow. Possible. Um, I once, calcul once calculated it, and if you, you know, do the math, I figure I average eating it three to four times a week. <laughs> that's impressive. Uh, I love that. That's awesome. That's, that's probably been since 1997, 98. So. <laughs> wow. Matt, they should give you some stock. Just yeah. Out of good Seriously. Wow. So, you guys can do the math on that one. I, I won't make myself. <laughs> oh, my God. So, we're talking, you've literally had, uh, I mean, if you want me to really break this down. Yeah, let's break this down here. We're talking uh, three to four times a week. So, you <laughs> say on average, conservatively, 20 times a, um, eh, no, 12 yeah. times a month. Let's say 12 times a month. Yeah. So, yeah. we're talking about say, 144 times a year. Average to get 3,000, like, 3,000 yeah. times, Matt, you bet Chipotle. Yeah, that's ballpark. That's, that's fair. I mean, I never slowed down in Tucson at college, never slowed down after in California or Denver when I lived there. And you know what's so funny? Where I live in New York right now, there's literally a Chipotle in the base of my building. <laughs> I mean, you know a good you thing go. you stick with it. I respect that. And then what would you do for dinner after? Because usually Chipotle leads to a food coma. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, dinner. I'd, uh, I'm definitely going to go steak, and it, it's really tough decision for me. Um, I love Wolfgang's, and I also love wow. Ra Raul's in uh, Soho. They I was do it. Say, Wolfgang's, on Wolfgang's on Greenwich is like the best steak I've ever had. And Matt, you're right by there. Yeah, that's, that's what I figured. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were there for your birthday. That's yeah. where we went for my birthday. Yeah. yeah. I, I just went on Thursday. It was literally, the, and my dad has been talking about it forever. Like that specific location, best steak. And I totally agree. It's oh, up there. It's so good. So it's, yeah. it's tough, though, because Raul's uh, steak frites with the peppercorn sauce is also phenomenal. So, totally. you know, Ma I'm, making me hungry. I'm, yeah, oh, I'm probably going to one of those spots for dinner and um, probably finishing dessert off a uh, big ice cream and chocolate chip cookie fan. So, mm. probably figuring out how to get a scoop of mint chocolate chip with a chocolate chip cookie from Levain Bakery. Man. Matt, I love I love how you nailed that to a T with Dude. each meal. Like that's how you go out. How could you By really do that? Yeah, best roundup we've had so far in terms of uh, this question. Unbelievable. Pinpointed wow. everything. Really had the uh, imagination to think outside the box and give us. Yeah, Matt's yeah. put on the fly like that. Yeah. Well, Dude, Matt, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon for some dumplings and fun times. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having yeah. me. Was, uh, nice to meet you, man. Absolutely. Take care. Have a good day, buddy.
Guys, that was Matt Ensley, uh, national sales manager at Ritchie Brothers. Great guy. Buddy through Paul. Um, yeah, he had some fun stuff going on. RBAction.com. I was just on there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they, have, they, they definitely have some. Uh, that's a stock for us all to look at, I think. Especially yeah, now that we had them on. Honestly, yeah. I think you're right. I feel like that's a great stock that no one talks about. That, like, there's going to be. Dude, it's a beast. He crushes it. Like that's a that's a great company. It seems like a cool sector that like you know an auction website for yeah. It's like almost yeah. It's, it's hard awesome. for them to not make money. Honestly, it's always those unsexy businesses that kill it. You know yeah. where everyone's like, wait, what is that? Totally. Yeah. You know, like kind of for Al when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt that. That's a great sync for Al. We got to get Al on here. Was um, he supposed to come out at one point? Yeah, well, well you Very know, we'll he's going to meet us out in Arizona. We'll have a guest appearance with him. There you go, live guest. What are you guys, anything crushing for dinner tonight? I actually got Instacart delivered. Oh, that's a good call. I haven't even thought about it yet. Getting, the problem is there, with the you know, I get groceries and then I eat more food because I end up just eating everything that I get. Oh, yeah. Every time I just, uh, yeah, I'm not in the mood to cook lately. I never, I've never been in the mood to cook. That's my new thing with dating. I go into the first date being like, just so you know, I'm a great eater. I don't cook. Yeah. Out in the open. I like that. But I'm, I'm looking for a girl that's great at cook that like actually thoroughly enjoys cooking. Cause I've realized that's a big deal for me. I need great food ongoing. Yeah, like totally. Satch. Remember Satch Dan from the birthright trip, our buddy, Corey, we met on birthright. Very smart guy. He ended up with a woman that was a personal health, like a nutritionist chef. And That's she awesome. is supposedly a beast in the kitchen. Good for him. That's yeah. a great move. I know. Easier said than done. I was trying to figure out an on-demand dumpling chef. but <laughs> Dave, know, Dave Broom. Dave Broom. Dave Broom. One of our long-term listeners. And the Kench. If you're looking for healthy dumplings, he'll toss them in duck oh, fat. Dude, those were so good. We had those like so lingering good. in the freezer for months. <laughs> I, I found yeah. some like all over the apartment. Yeah, he like, cooked us like a thousand dumplings. It was, was almost like, like I, tossed some in quarters too. I'd like randomly find them on the ground. I'm like, what is this duck fat <laughs> dumpling doing here? We put them in the freezer, and every time we opened it, it was just a dumpling would fall oh, out. I was in heaven for like two weeks, <laughs> and then I couldn't move. Postmaster Kind has been texting me. He is uh, not doing well, to say the least, from that chip. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I've seen a million videos, and i that's good for him. He ate that. That is crazy. Yeah, what what was that thing? It's the hottest chip in the world. It's like that hot sauce you ate times like a thousand. Like it's so I swear to God, there's so many like YouTube challenge videos on that shit. Like aggressive move by Kanj. Dude, honestly, I feel bad for him because when I ate that hot sauce, it like burned my intestines for like 24 to 36 hours. Or, like, my yeah, burning was brutal. He's gonna shit like straight black tonight. Like it's, oh. it's gonna be bad. You so. think so? I know. So yeah, God, God bless you, This is what I've mostly recovered. That was a religious experience. <laughs> That's the catch. Well, guys, this has been uh, a great one. We're in the heart of November now. It's football season, even though our teams both are awful. Yep. Like, you know, I know they're – I mean, the Giants are still in it with how bad that division is. But 
I haven't really felt like a football fan in years. Yeah, uh, Jets are the worst, obviously. And but, Dan, uh, yeah, I know Jets are. T- they'll be back eventually. Where's Young Man, Dan? We haven't seen him in. It's good in a Young Man appearance oh, in play. There he is. Oh, oh it's, there he is. What's up, Miles? How are you, pal? Great to see you. <laughs> there he is. Is he coming to Arizona, Dan? I think he might. Nice. Mr. Charleston, come out to AZ. You'll fall in the water again. I'll never forget <laughs> that Miles falling in my grandpa's hot tub. Uh, and when he came out there, he couldn't see, Corey. It was dark. I, I was telling Danny about that. Oh, man. I thought the man was screwing around for a second with that one. Just messing with you guys? Yeah. But, uh, all right, guys. It's been a good one. Until next week. Bootstrapped in the trenches. Making moves going all out. Every day handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get Lowdell, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.